So zone two training, okay, what I'm going to do is cover what zone two training is, if you should be doing it, how to do it, how to calculate your zone two, and also the benefits the zone two training has, okay, so from the cardiovascular benefits to the um, metabolic benefits um, to the performance benefits and also the recovery benefits of zone two training. Okay, so you probably heard a lot about zone two, maybe on the internet, maybe Instagram accounts, whatever it may be. But a lot of people do zone two training wrong, okay? Um, and what I'm going to do is basically explain what zone two training is and how you can use it to optimize your performance and get more bang for your buck, okay? So whether you're an athlete, okay, whether it's a footballer, rugby player, you know, what other sports is there, whatever, whatever sport, motocross rider, whatever it may be, zone two training is going to have a place, a very important place in most people's program, okay? Whether you're just a a gym goer as well, again, zone two is going to help you massively and I will kind of give you different scenarios throughout. So firstly, what is zone two, okay? So zone two is just a fancy name, okay? It's not a fancy name. Zone two is basically referring to heart rates, okay? So working in your zone two heart rate, okay? And that's basically a percentage of your max heart rate. So zone one is 50 to 60% of your max heart rate, okay? So let's say your max heart rate for argument's sake was 200 beats per minute. Zone one is 50 to 60% of 200 beats per minute, okay? So that's obviously 100 to 120 beats per minute. Okay, zone two is 60 to 70% of your max heart rate, okay? But zone two, basically what it is, you might have heard it in another term, is called LSD, okay? So long, slow distances. And that's what zone two is. It's longer, slower distances or time spent training, okay? So zone two is an intensity of lower heart rates, Okay, it's an intensity of lower heart rates, and when we train at uh, lower heart rates, our body uses different kind of um, energy systems, essentially. So when we train at lower heart rates, our body will metabolize fat as fuel. Okay, so our kind of primary fuel source will be fat. Our body will use fat as fuel, okay? But when we train at higher intensities, our body will use carbohydrates as fuel predominantly, okay? And the reason why that is, is because when we're training at higher intensities, our body needs, you know, energy immediately, and when our body needs energy immediately, it's easier for our body and takes less energy for our body to break down and metabolize carbohydrates as fuel as opposed to breaking down fat. It's harder to break down fat, okay? And use it as fuel, that is. So zone two is an intensity of lower heart rates which uses fat predominantly as fuel and also targets type one muscle fibers, okay? So that's what we're trying to do is get an adaptation in terms of type one muscle fibers. So like I said, zone two is, you know, training for longer durations. So instead of doing like every minute on the minute style training or, you know, um, higher intensity interval training, whatever it may be, it's training for a longer duration, about 60 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. Okay. If you don't quite know how, you know, what that's going to be, that's totally fine. We can look at it about 60 to 70% of your maximum pace across a set duration. So, don't get confused because your 60 to 70% of your maximum pace across a five kilometer run is a massively different pace to 60 to 70% of your maximum pace across a half marathon, right? The pace changes because obviously the distance changes. So it's 60 to 70% of your max heart rate or your max effort across how long you're running for. Let's use running in this example. So if you're running for 90 minutes, okay, if you imagine like the fastest pace that you can kind of do for 90 minutes, it's not that, it's 60 to 70% of that. Another way to work it out roughly is running at conversational pace, okay? So you should be able to hold a conversation, you know, w w when you're kind of running beside someone, all right? 
um, or you can use the nasal breathing method. Just make sure you can nasal breathe, so breathe through your nose only. And if you can't, chances are your, your heart rate's going a little bit too high. Zone two training is slow. It's low intensity, it's slow, and it can be boring, okay? I actually really enjoy it, but it's slow. You're going to be thinking, because we're all caught up in this mentality of train harder, harder to be better, okay? Higher intensities, make sure we're breathing, breathing our ass, basically, okay? That's what we kind of think when we're training, but that's not the case here. Zone two is slow, it's, it's very low intensities, and you'll probably be thinking, right, this isn't, this isn't right, this isn't right, this is too low intensity, but that's the whole purpose, okay? So... Um, the if you're an endurance athlete, okay, the bulk of your training should be in zone two. So sixty to seventy five percent of your training should be spent in zone two. So that's sixty to seventy percent of your max heart rate, okay, um, or sixty to seventy percent of your you know your maximum. So that's if you're an endurance athlete. A lot of people you know will listen to this might not be endurance athletes. They might be footballers. They might be you know gym goers that want to get leaner, whatever it may be. Okay, that does not mean that zone two is not for you. It just maybe means that maybe 40% of your training will be in zone two and not 70%, okay? Um, I.e., 40% of your training time, okay? So, you know, some sessions might be higher intensity, etc., but zone two should still be in there, okay? So, I'm going to give you a little formula right now in terms of how to calculate your zone two, okay? In fact, I'll come to that at the very end, just in case anyone wants to know how to do it, okay? So, when we look at zone two... Um, it's, it's so good, especially for new people coming into training as well, because it massively reduces the risk of musculoskeletal injuries. The reason being is because you're training at a lower intensity and you're building the base, okay? What I want you to think of zone two is, is like building the engine. So if you've got like the supercar, you know, there's no point in having a super fast car if it doesn't have a, a strong engine because it's just going gonna, gonna to blow, okay? And it's going to be rendered useless very quickly. So zone two training, what we're doing is we're building a strong engine, a strong foundation, okay? And then from there, we can tune the turbo. I like to call it tuning the turbo when we do some more speed work, okay? Or higher intensity work. So what cardiovascular adaptations from zone two, okay? What happens? Well, basically our heart and lungs get stronger, okay? So strengthens the heart and lungs. So what does that mean, okay? So when our heart's stronger... It means we increase stroke volume, okay? So stroke volume increases. Now, what that means is for every heartbeat, we pump more blood, okay? So when you're not as conditioned in zone two, you'll pump X amount of blood per heartbeat, okay? But when you're more conditioned in zone two and your stroke volume increases from a cardiovascular adaptation, your stroke volume increases, which means for every heartbeat, you can pump more blood out, okay? Which basically means more oxygen has been delivered around the body with every heartbeat, okay? So more oxygen is delivered around the body with every heartbeat, which means your heart needs to work, you know, not as hard to sustain that same intensity, okay? And what that basically usually means is reduced heart rate, okay? Reduced heart rate because it's pumping out more blood and more oxygen per beat, okay? How does that benefit you? Well, simply, you're going to have a reduced heart rate at a given intensity. Let's say if you're running, this running an example, let's say you're running a 5K Okay, let's just say 30 minutes, a 5K in 30 minutes. Let's say your heart rate's 165 beats per minute. When you become more conditioned in zone two, you might be able to run that 5K at that same pace, that 30 minutes, but 140 beats per minute heart rate because your heart's stronger, can pump out more blood, more oxygen um, you know, in that time. Another benefit and adaptation we get from zone two training is an increase in capillary density, Okay. So what that basically, what that, the benefit of basically uh, capillary density being increased is um, 
when we think about capillaries, okay, and um, blood vessels, etc., um, it allows us to clear lactate faster, okay. So when we, you know, at, you know, this is this is benefiting higher intensity exercise here when we do zone two training, okay. There's adaptations it has on higher intensity exercise. So let's say you are. Let's just use football for an example. It could be rugby. It could be, it could be shinty. It could be, you know, it could be boxing. Whatever it may be, okay. There's a place for zone two everywhere because it clears lactate faster. So let's say you're a boxer, okay. It's a three minute round or MMA fighter five minute round, whatever it may be. And you know you're out there performing at high intensity. Then you get a one minute rest, okay, in between rounds. Those that are more conditioned to zone two will clear lactate faster, meaning they'll be more recovered going back in after into the next round because their body will clear lactate faster, okay? So that's the benefit of it. Or if you're a footballer, you know, if you go through like a high intensity break or whatever and you know you'll fill lactate, lactic acid's building up, you'll clear that lactate faster back to baseline, okay? Um, that's another benefit of zone two. Okay, and also we're going to be able to deliver oxygen and nutrient to the muscles um, a lot more effectively and efficiently. And um, so improved oxygen transport basically means that we can, you know, sustain a given intensity longer, which obviously sounds good, right? So some of the metabolic benefits of zone two training, okay, when we look at that was obviously we looked at the increased um, mitochondrial density in muscles, okay? Um, and what the benefit of that means, okay, the more mitochondrial density we have, so your mitochondria is like the powerhouse, um, the more mitochondrial density of muscles that we have, um, the more energy muscles can produce, okay? So if we've got more mitochondria density built up from zone two training, the more energy muscles can produce, okay? Which means the longer we can go for, okay? And also delays fatigue. So you can work out for longer, you can train for longer at less fatigue. Sounds good again, right? So you, you imagine you, if you're out running, um, you know, let's say you're doing a 5K, okay? Or let's say you're running for 30 minutes. Let's say you're running for 30 minutes. The more and more mitochondrial density you can build, you know, over the months, the more energy your muscle can produce. So you're delaying fatigue. So you can go from running for 30 minutes to 45 minutes at that same intensity. So in terms of cardiovascular benefits, obviously it's going to allow our heart to get stronger. So we can basically pump um, more blood, reducing uh, max heart rate, SRI resting heart rate. Um, so even when we go into higher intensity stuff, we're going to be able to hold that duration for longer because we've built that engine, okay? You might know it before, you know, in the gym when you're going through some conditioning pieces and it's maybe higher intensity, you, you can go around the two, but you don't have the engine there. You, you can't do it continuously. That's because you've not built that base as well. Um, so in terms of recovery benefits, okay, zone two obviously helps with recovery as well. Like we said, it, it increased lactate clearance, okay, and um, obviously more oxygen being uh, transported around the body at a lower heart rate, so kind of less stress as well. Um and obviously, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be very beneficial from a recovery standpoint because zone two. What I want you to think about run, zone two. Okay, let's talk about running here. It's going to be long runs. We're going to train in zone two. It's going to be recovery runs. It's going to be easy runs. That's all zone two. Okay. Yes, we need to do our speed stuff. Okay, depending on what your discipline or goal is. But what I'm trying to get at on this podcast is the importance of zone two. And if you're just going to the gym and battering yourself every single time you know, it's super high intensities, that comes to a point of diminishing returns because you're going to have so much central nervous system fatigue, which means you cannot, you know, withstand that intensity every single session. It's going to massively impact your lifting sessions because you're going to have so much muscular fatigue. When we think about all-out efforts on the assault bike, it fatigues us so much. Um, so, you know, it impacts, like, you know, the, the subsequent training days. Um, and, you know, with that zone two work, we can, you know, get that cardiovascular um, adaptations at a lower intensity. 
that we wouldn't get from doing that high intensity work because we're just redlining there. Okay, it's a different it's a different energy system we're training. Um, so when we think about zone two, we want to be thinking about long runs. Okay, we'll be running in zone two there. We're we'll looking at recovery runs and also easy runs. So what I want you to think about before I tell you how to work out your zone two is imagine you're you're driving a car, okay, and when you go over a certain speed. A different energy sources used. So let's say you use petrol, uh, you know, as you know, a lower intensity. But let's say when you go to a really high intensity, you use like jet fuel. Okay, your car just s somehow uses a different fuel source. That's kind of what happens when we're we're, we're training. In lower intensities, we'll use petrol, for example, um, or, or in this case, zone two, we'll use like we'll use fat as predominantly as fuel. And when we go to higher intensities, we'll use like jet fuel. And this case we'll switch to a more carbohydrate um, or blood sugar um, heavy fuel okay so our body metabolizes carbohydrates as f as energy as, as sorry as, as fuel because it can break it down faster with less energy and it takes less energy to break it down sorry so you imagine when you're driving your car you know and then you you put the foot down and you go to these high intensities you're using that jet fuel but you still need that backup fuel of the petrol okay and you know if you've not got a lot of petrol there okay the backup fuel you're only going to be able to go through that jet fuel for so long until you run out and you're depleted, okay? Then you're, you're, you're in a slump. But when you've got that zone two base, you've got all that petrol as, as reserves, okay? That's what it is. It's energy reserves. It's a fitness reserve that you can tap into whenever you need to, okay? At higher intensities as well. So zone two training is the most underutilized training method, you know, that we can, that we, that we kind of miss out on. And we're missing a lot of bang for our buck when we're not doing it, okay? So I'm going to tell you right now, so a little recap, if you're not doing zone 2 training, I think you should think about doing it for sure. And if you have any questions about, if you think it's going to benefit you, feel free to message me on Instagram on Ian Finley PFT. But um, zone 2 training, just to recap, is, you know, obviously it's training at an intensity of lower heart rates for a longer duration of time. We're really trying to get, you know, a certain um, metabolic adaptation and um, cardiovascular adaptations and also, you know, really develop the type 1 muscle fibers, okay, in terms of their endurance throughout them, okay? We're trying to get adaptations across those three things. So type 1 muscle fibers, cardiovascular adaptations, and metabolic adaptations, okay, which is going to allow us to maximize our performance, be more efficient in training, and be able to train for longer um, with less drop-offs, okay? So how to work out your zone 2. So we spoke about zone 2 being 60 to 70% of your max heart rate, okay? Now, I'm going to just say disclaimer depending on how fit you are, your zone two is going to change, okay? Because if you're fitter, it might be at higher intensities. So you realistically need to be in a science lab to work it out, you know, as accurately as possible. But if you've got like a Garmin watch and stuff, they'll have like a rough idea if your zone two is already worked out. But I'm going to show you a different method here, okay? So what we need to do, because when we're working at zone two, we're working at a percentage of your max heart rate. We need to calculate your max heart rate. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you two different formulas. I need you to write this down or remember it or go to your notes, whatever, right now and get ready to take this down, okay? It's going to be different for male and female. So to find out your max heart rate, what we need to do is 208.609. So 208.609 minus 0.716 times your age. So for me, for example, it'd be 208.609 minus 0 0.716 times 27. And that's going to give me my max heart rate as a male. If you're a female, you're going to use this formula. 209.273 minus 0 0.804 times your age. 
and that's going to give you your, your, your kind of max heart rate, okay? So now what we need to do is calculate our heart rate reserve, okay? So we need to know, so now we know our max heart rate, okay? We need to know our resting heart rate. How do you find your resting heart rate? Well, obviously you can use something like a Garmin and just, you know, over seven days or so, you'll be able to find out your resting heart rate. Or you can simply just, you know, lie down, for example, for 10 minutes or so, um, not straight after a workout or something or anything. Maybe first thing in the morning is best and get a rough reading of your resting heart rate using a heart rate monitor. Or you can just basically put your two fingers on your wrist and I would count maybe up to 20 seconds, you know, how many beats you get and times it by three because obviously it's beats per minute. The reason why I do 20 seconds is because if you do six seconds and, you know, times it by 10, for example, it's not quite as accurate. So do 20 seconds and times it by three. And that'll give you a resting heart rate. So now what we need to do is get our max heart rate, which will be, you know, for me, if it was me, I think mine would work out as about 189, 190. Okay, given that formula as a male, um, doing 208.609 minus 0.716 times my age 27, that gives me about 189 beats per minute, okay? Then I have to take away my resting heart rate. So I don't have a calculator handy, but if I my resting heart rate was 46, so I would do 189, okay? minus 46 okay and that's my heart rate reserve okay so max heart rate minus resting heart rate is your heart rate reserve okay so now what we do and let's just say what did i say 46 so 189 or let's say 190 for, for argument's sake 190 minus 46 oh my goodness what is this 90 80 70 60 50 say it's 144 okay my heart rate reserve is 144 so what i would do then is i would do 0 0.6 times my heart rate reserve, so 0 0.6 times 144, then add on my resting heart rate, okay? So for me, it would be 0 0.6 um, times 144 plus 46 for my resting heart rate, and that gives me roughly about 135, okay, beats per minute. That's my lower end of my zone two. Now, because that's 60%, i.e. 0 0.6 times heart rate reserve, okay? So 0 0.6 times my heart rate reserve, which is 144, plus my resting heart rate, which is 46, gives me roughly 135. Now we need to work out the higher end, which is 70%. So what I do again, I get 70% by doing 0 0.7 times my heart rate reserve, which is 144, plus my resting heart rate, which is 46, which equals 149. So for me, when I'm training, longer durations, I need to stay within 135 beats per minute to 149 beats per minute. That is roughly my zone two training zone, okay? Um, so just quickly go over the formula one more time. You just basically find out your max heart rate. I'll let you go back to that bit. You know, previously I've been through that before, the 208.609, or the female one's different. So what we need to do is find out our 60% and our 70%, and you do that by 0 0.6 times your heart rate reserve plus your resting heart rate. To find out the higher end, you do 0 0.7 times your heart rate reserve plus your resting heart rate, and that'll give you your zone two, okay, your lower end and your higher end, and we need to stay within that. Quick disclaimer before we finish up, just like anything, we need to be progressive with overloading, okay? So for example, you could start by doing 30 minutes in zone two, okay? So just 30 minutes that stay in between 135 to 149 beats per minute, okay? And to overload that, the next time you simply do 35 minutes and then you go to 40, 45, 50, okay? Or whatever it may be. Or you could do it like this. You could do 10K a week on zone two. Okay, then the next week you try and go to 15k, the next week you go 20, 25, 30, and you keep going up like so. Obviously not such big jumps, maybe two kilometer a jump or whatever each week, but you're trying to, over time, do more distance or more time at zone two, and that's how you overload it. However, what I would also do is I would take 
um, note of your pace at zone two, okay? Because then what you can do is you can go back and see, okay, my first week I did 30 minutes at zone two, averaging 140 beats per minute, and I covered five kilometer run. Now I'm eight, nine weeks in, I did 30 minutes at zone two again, um, at 140 beats per minute average, but this time I covered an extra half a kilometer, which shows great cardiovascular adaptations there because you're getting more distance at a lower heart rate, and that right there will show your adaptations. Hopefully that all makes sense. I know there's quite a lot to go through there. Um, feel free to message me for any of the formulas or just go back and pause the podcast, and that'll help you out from there. But in to recap, zone two is obviously lower intensity training, um, you know, at a lower heart rate, really focus on that type 1 muscle fibres, focus on that cardiovascular and metabolic adaptations, um, which can allow you to train for longer, um, and, you know, increase stroke volume, which is going to allow you to pump more blood per heart beat, which is going to allow you to deliver more oxygen to the working muscles, which is therefore going to allow you to, you know, train for at a certain intensity for longer than you currently can at the moment. And even if you're doing higher intensity sports, okay, it's going to allow you to clear lactate faster, recover faster between bouts, and also maintain that higher intensity for longer. So if you're not doing zone two, I would seriously think about doing it. It's going to benefit you a lot.